Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show, coming to you on this Saturday, September the 12th, 2020. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. I'm going to drop a real quick episode today. I don't have anything written down. Uh, this is just off the top. This is me just rambling on. I'm going to share some real quick stories and uh, hopefully just some easy listening if you're in the car or doing your mobility or, or getting a warm-up in. And uh, also as a reminder to just be a good human and uh, try to appreciate every day for the gift that it is. And I know right now it's tough with a lot of the shit that's going on in the world and the things that you're stressing about and worried about. And we all have those. And everybody's you know individual ecosystem is different and we all have different stresses and worries. But you can still be a good person. You can still be a fountain not a drain to people, you can still provide more joy and happiness than you take. And you can be a producer and not just a consumer. Don't be an energy suck, right? Like don't be a vampire. And don't always be take, 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 give. And and try to put other people first and try to realize like how how good you do have it and how lucky you really are, even when you're in in the shit, right? Like it's hard to see the forest from the trees. I've said that a lot before. And even for me, man, perspective is, is real and gratitude is real. And those are daily practices. And just like you do split squats or do pull-ups, you have to practice having perspective every day. And you have to practice having gratitude every single day, especially when you're in the thick of it, man. And I always say, like, that's who we are. In our most stressed out, sad moments, that's that's who we really are, not us on our highlight reels, not us when the sun is shining and we feel like a, like a sexy rock star. Yeah, that's who we are too, but it's who you are in the face of adversity in the toughest times, and, and can you rise to the occasion, and can you still deliver? And uh, I try, I shared this on my Instagram story the other day, uh, you know, be who the younger version of you needs, like be that person. And I try to do that every single day, like I try to be the version that I needed at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, into my early 20s. I try to be that version of me every single day for the the kid that's watching or listening and reading my stuff. I I try to lead from the front in that regard. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. It just says, be a nice human. That's why we make all the shirts here, honestly. You know, smile. There's so many reasons to be happy or the someone else is praying for the things you take for granted shirt. We create those, I mean, honestly, I wear it for myself to, to remind myself, don't be an asshole and just be nice to everybody and try to put way more good out into the world than bad and, and to try to leave every relationship and every place you go better than you found it. We call it, you know, give 51, take 49. So I'm going to give 51% and I'm only going to take 49. So I, I always try to be the hand, you know, helping people, not the hand pulling people down. And there's going to be times in life where you need people to pick you up and, and hopefully, if you listen to me, I can serve as that for you in at least some small way, uh, depending on what podcast you're listening to. But uh, it helps. And I think if that's why I surround myself with positive sayings and quotes and obviously positive people. But I wear these shirts out in public so people see it. And obviously, selfishly, uh, we make money off them, so I'm not a saint for sure. But I do think when people see it at the grocery store randomly, 
they're going to download it in their brain, whether it be consciously or subconsciously. And I think the more often you can see and hear positive things, the better outlook and perspective and the more gratitude you're going to have in the world, especially when you're in times that are sad and when you have adversity in your life, like a lot of us have during this weird season that we're in. And that's why I'm making this podcast and just, you have the power to to change people's lives. All of you do listening. Yeah, you might not have a million listeners per episode on a podcast. Yeah, you might not have hundreds of thousands of people on Instagram. Yeah, you might not have an email list, you know, that reaches, you know, all over the world. But you don't need that. You have the power to smile. You have the power to wave. You have the power to say hi. You have the power to hold the door open or, or close the door. You have the power to donate your time or your money if you're in a position to. And you have the power to give somebody a call. Write them a letter. Send them a text. A lot of times that's all it takes. It's the smallest things that actually end up being the biggest things that can change the way that people think. And sometimes by you just like texting somebody, it can change the trajectory of their day and sometimes even their life. I know that sounds almost crazy, but I'm going to share a couple stories here with you guys. And I'm going to tell this podcast, my my grandma is a gangster. And that's probably why some of you clicked on it. You're like, what the hell is he talking about? His grandma's a gangster. Uh, You know, she's not, you know, one of the original, you know, Sopranos or anything. But uh, my grandma was a gangster. And uh, I'm going to share this with you here quickly, not to feel bad for me. I don't need empathy. I don't need you guys to, to cry for me or feel sad for me. That's not why I share this. And honestly, I dread the spotlight more than you guys understand. Well, it's called the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, and your business is called Jeremy Scott Fitness, and your name's in the building and the shirts. Yeah, I know. It, to build a personal brand, that's how we've made money. I wouldn't have done this 15 years ago if I knew this is what it would have came to. But uh, I made my bets, so now I have to lie in it. And uh, I share that because I, I don't want you to send me a message and say, hey, Jeremy, I'm so sorry for your loss. It, this is not what this is about. I share these things to give you guys, hopefully some perspective and as a reminder to don't make mistakes that maybe that I've made or to do things proactively when you have the time and really treat every relationship, every opportunity and every day as a gift because I think we put off things, we do this and the reason why life is so precious is because it's going to fucking end. It's going to be gone one day. And that's what gives us this sense of urgency to accomplish things, to go places, to, to see people, to touch them, to appreciate the the little moments, which in reality are the biggest moments. And that's why I share this with you. Uh, and again, not, not to feel bad for my life. My life is amazing, even though 2020 has been less than perfect for me. Uh, I still wouldn't trade my life for the world because I, I really realize, you know, a lot of people would pray for the, the problems I have and, and the shit that that I have to deal with at this point in my life. But my grandma passed away on Thursday. Um, today is September the 12th. She passed away September the 10th. My dad had texted me that uh, sometime in the morning on Thursday. And I had to work here all day with people. Uh, didn't say a word to anybody. I, I only share it with you guys to hopefully provide you value on this podcast. I don't, uh, I'm not a huge, you know, sympathy card person, you know, send messages person. In fact, I dread like, you know, like when, if my dog was to pass away or like anybody else, because I, I have a hard time hearing it from other people. I just want to, I just want to kind of move forward in my own, pro- we all have our own process, right? And uh, I'm not great with, with death like anybody else's, but my grandma passed away on Thursday. 
Um, I got to talk to her on the 3rd, so a week before she passed away. She was 89 years old. Her birthday is right around mine, so she just turned 89 and uh, had no health issues whatsoever uh, until about three weeks ago, give or take, maybe three or four weeks ago. She had to start to get some fluid build up in her stomach, and they diagnosed her with uh, throat cancer and stomach cancer, actually. And uh, she had a mass where the fluid was, was building up and, and had to go in and get a drink because she noticed she was gaining weight. And she probably was feeling a little bit different sometime earlier in the year, but nothing you know crazy enough to make her go in, maybe just going to the bathroom a little bit more often. Um, and she had noticed, obviously, finally that the stomach was kind of uh, looking bloated and, and she was gaining some weight. My grandma, uh, small, slim, genetically... Uh, you know, ectomorph, fit, fit woman. And, uh, I share that to share this. My grandma died at 89, uh, this Thursday. My grandma had not been to the doctor in over 30 years. I'm going to repeat that. So you hear it. I'm not suggesting that to anybody. My grandma had not been to a physician in over 30 years. So she's not been to the doctor, um, for anything like a checkup since she was in her fifties. Now, obviously, if she had something go wrong, I know she she had a stumble because she walked all the time. She had a stumble maybe like a year or so ago or her thumb or something. Uh, I think, I don't know if she had broke it or uh, just got out of place. So she had like go in and um, have, some, have them fix it. But uh, my grandma had not been to the doctor in over 30 years. I'm not suggesting that, but hence, well, my grandma is one of the original gangsters, right? Uh, she took no medication at all. No underlying uh, health issues, and uh, even if she was to take like an ibuprofen, she would say she would like feel a buzz. So my grandma was not uh, not into pharmaceuticals at all. And so to think of this, you can be damn near 90 years old, not go to a doctor, take no medications, and just live this healthy, you know, happy life. It's, it's pretty insane. So um, I feel bad for obviously the end of her life here the last couple of weeks, but uh, she had a, a great run, man, and she was a badass. Uh, she'd walk every day. She'd go to church twice a day, which seems uh, seems obsessive to me, but she loved it. She was down with G.O.D. She she loved church, and she would never push it on me or uh, or, 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 or my dad. I don't, well, I don't think he can at this point. My dad is who he is. Uh, but she would always send like a Jesus card, right? Like a card with like a, like a Jesus message or a church message, and it was, it was fine. But uh, my grandma would go to church twice a day. She would walk miles and miles. I think she'd walk for a couple hours, like every day. And uh, I would always joke, uh, like with my sister and my mom and dad, like, well, you know, Grandma, you know, she's doing all right. Hasn't been to the doctor in 30 years. You know, all she does is go for walks, makes cookies, and uh, and drinks wine. So she's living uh, she's living the, the, the hell of a life. And I remember uh, Heather and I will go every year. And that's, you know, partially... You know why it's sad. I didn't get to see her this year because of the pandemic and the COVID shit. And obviously, you know, she's 89 years old, has no underlying health issues, but I guess she would qualify as being in the you know higher risk. And uh, her boyfriend, which uh, she's been dating for uh, 40 like 45 years, 
which is crazy to say, right? Again, my grandma's a, a G. She's been dating the same dude for 45 years. Uh, his name's Dave. We call him Chef because I think he looks like Chef Boyardee. Love him to death. Super cool dude. He has some, some underlying health issues, and he's also in his 80s. So uh, obviously we didn't fly back this summer, so I didn't get to see her. So I do feel like the pandemic robbed me of that, which does suck, and I, I fucking hate it, obviously, for that because it, it robbed me the last time I was going to get to see her, which is sad, uh, admittedly, for me. But every time we go back, uh, Heather and I always stop to, to chat with her and uh, and Chef. And uh, my grandma's very quiet, very much like myself, very much like my dad. I guess I can see where I get it and where he gets it from, kind of that you know strong, silent type. Because to give you some, some background, my grandma raised five kids, my dad, his twin brother, my Uncle Tom, uh, my Uncle Mike, and my Aunt Shelly. So five kids. My grandpa, I never got to meet him. He died when my dad was like 12. So my dad didn't, you know, have this dad figure for, for most of his formidable years, which had to be tough too, to be raised by just a female, you know, uh, with five kids. It had to have been tough. So the fact that she could do that and still say sane, uh, I tip my cap to her for sure. And then I, I'm happy she was able to meet, you know, the chef and, and date him for 45 years, uh, which is crazy, but... That's kind of the, the, the backstory of her. Um, you know, to do that solo had to be tough, you know, to work and have five kids and be able to survive and do it. That's got to be a tough upbringing, A, for the kids, but also for my grandma to lose, you know, probably the love of your life, uh, a person you had five children with and kind of go it on your own. But I remember uh, Heather and I being over there, and Heather and I would always stop every year, chat with her and Chef, and even though. Um, he would talk way more than my grandma would. It, it was just nice to, to hear their perspective in on life. And they're just, older people are A, wiser than us. They've had way more life experience. But it's just funny. Like, the, I remember they when they we got something off the internet. They don't have computers, right? They don't have smartphones. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think they even have cell phones, honestly. They do have GPS in the car because they would, they would talk about that. But uh, I remember her and uh, Chef were like, yeah, we got a lamp and... Uh, you know, so-and-so got, us, got it for us off the internet. You know, this lamp came off the internet. And just the way that they would say it, we got this lamp off the internet, is, uh, it, it's cute and it, it's also comical. And it just, it shows you how different we are, obviously, in the eras. But I remember being over there chatting with her and she would, she said, this is a couple years back, uh, well, you know, I went to the, I had to go into the dentist and he said I needed a crown, but to I left. She goes, I don't need that. And I go, well, how long ago was that, Grandma? She goes, oh, like 15 years ago. 15 years ago, the dentist told you you needed a crown, and you told him, fuck off, you don't need that, and you just kept it moving. Like, again, I'm not condoning my, my grandma's, uh, you know, health checkup procedures here, but, uh, you know, genetics is real, apparently, and hopefully I got a, a lot of those genetics. That would be uh, That would be ideal and great if I didn't have to go, you know, if I didn't have to, like I just, my, my life was lucky enough for any health issues for the last 30 plus years of your life, you just made it through. And I could basically just, you know, I guess go to church, bake cookies all day, drink wine or have a cocktail and go for walks. And I could be paper thin shredded and uh, healthy. That, my friends, was my grandma's life for the past uh, three decades plus. But again, not an overeater, always active. Uh, in bowling leagues until probably like, you know, sometime in her 80s and just a very, uh, very self-sufficient woman. And uh, obviously it's my grandma, always nice to me, like an extension of my parents. You 
like remember going over there, staying there, uh, you know, staying up super late. She would always drag me to church, which I was not a fan of that. Church was the least amount of fun. But if you stayed at grandma's, you had to go to church. It was kind of like the rules. You're like, well, I'm going to get to stay up late. She's going to make me macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. I'm going to get to eat a bunch of fucking ice cream. She's going to take me to Kmart or Promita, buy me a toy. But I got to go to church. You start to learn, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze as a young kid? And, and, you know, she'll take you to the park. You get to play with maybe some of your cousins. But you got to go to church. It's kind of like you know, doing split squats. You know it's going to be painful. You know it's going to suck, but it's going to make your ass, your quads and hamstrings look good. So I think that's where my grandma unintentionally was one of the first ones who taught me, is the juice worth the squeeze? And so that was where, so appreciate you, grandma. It's one of the first life lessons actually came in. But I share that story with you guys uh, for the fact of older people are always going to give you a perspective uh, on life that you're not going to have. And yeah, I might have been able to travel the world in a way that, that she didn't, and I might you know, have a, a deeper school education that she didn't have, but she's already lived my life. you know. And if you're lucky enough to have a, a grandma or grandpa around, visit with them, call them, and chat with them, because odds are they've already lived two or three times longer than you. And they've seen a lot more shit than you have. They've lived through a lot more life cycles. They've seen people come and go. They're, they're going to have perspective on life that you're not going to have. They're going to be able to share with you the things they wish they would have done uh, differently. They're going to share with you regrets. They're going to share with you the biggest takeaways. They're going to share with you what's really important to them and what they value most in the world. And I think it would probably differ than you know, what you value. And, and what you appreciate the most. And I think we can learn a lot from those who have done it before us and those who have lived a life, you know, that we haven't lived yet. And uh, that's that's the beauty of having a grandma and grandpa. And I'll be real with you, it was super hard for me to call her about a week ago. I didn't want to, um, full disclaimer. And that's me just being, you know, for lack of a better term, just being a little bitch about it. You know, I just, it's really, I'm not great with death. I don't know. I don't know anybody who is, uh, especially when it's people closest to you that have had a, a hand in raising you, or you you know you spent obviously my whole life with her, so the better part of thirty you know seven years, and uh, it was tough, man. It really was. My uncle Mike had gave me a call real quick, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, Grandma's awake and she's up. You know, she's doing okay today. Maybe you want to give her a call." Because my, you know, for eighty eight years. In like 11 months, my grandma was perfect, had no health issues. When they told her she had, you know, the, the stage four cancer, she, she kind of it went downhill pretty quick from there. And I don't know how you handle that mentally. I don't know how I, if I would be able to. Um, but her demeanor just didn't get terrible, but it, it started to change pretty quickly. Because when you hear that, I think mentally it wrecks you in a certain way. And then obviously she started to have complications with her, her throat and her stomach, so she's not eating as much. My grandma's already, you know, shredded like Rambo, so she hasn't got the weight to lose, right? And so she starts to lose the weight, then you don't have the energy because you're not eating, and then they said it, would, it was a real struggle for her probably the last week or so to get from her bedroom to the living room alone, and then obviously when the hospice care comes in, that's kind of the end of the line. So my uncle Mike calls me and uh, left me a voice message for like 20 seconds and you could you can hear the sadness in his voice and that's what comes with loss and he's like hey you can give her a call she's awake and so 
I got in my car, drove to the parking lot of the Starbucks here because uh, I couldn't do it in the office because I had to, I had to work the rest of the day and I knew I don't want to have a meltdown in front of uh, obviously people here. And uh, I called her, chatted for about five minutes, just shooting the shit. She sounded actually really great. And obviously, you know, passes away, you know, seven days later. And we talked for about five minutes, kind of share what Heather and I have been up to, our travels. You know, you tell her you love them, you appreciate them. And then as soon as I hang up the phone, just, I just start crying. Like, like hard as fuck. Like uncontrollable, like, like you did when you were a little kid. And admittedly, you guys, uh, if you can imagine, I'm not a huge crier. Uh, my wife can vouch for that. Uh, it has to be real for me to really like break down and uh, and lose it like that. But uh, you just you feel the weight of it and uh, you feel the seriousness of it because you know it's the last time you're going to talk to them. And it's probably harder for us who are the survivors and the people who pass because at that point, you know, she was upbeat as, as much as you can be, right? When you're you know, for lack of a better term, like kind of on your deathbed. And uh, it was tough for me, man. It was tough for me to get through the call. And uh, afterwards, it just like, I just broke down. And I couldn't imagine like losing a parent. Like if you're my dad and you're there, or you're my aunt and you're there, and you're having to see it in person, just how how tough that is to chew on and, and to deal with. And so um, that was a tough day. And then to come back here and work, uh, the rest of the day with people for like 10 hours, you just try to not think about it. You, you try not to think about the totality of the moment because you're like, this is the last time I'm going to talk to this person. And uh, you don't really know what to say. You really don't. But uh, did the best I could. Again, I have no magic words for that. And I was just happy I was able to do it. And I got over, you know, my own being a little asshole moment of me not wanting to do it because I knew I was going to break down. I knew it was not going to be uh, easy for me. But uh, I'm happy I did. And to share that, it's even tough to talk about here. My dad had texted me the next day. He's like, well, stopped at grandma's. She said you called. She was smiling. She was happy, which made me feel good about myself selfishly uh, that I was able to do it and give her, you know, some moments of joy in the last, you know, couple days of her life. And I share that with you guys for the fact of if you're lucky enough, to have a grandma or a grandpa who's alive, because all of mine are gone now, and I've watched the three that I knew uh, leave all with cancer in all the same way. Uh, and it's tough, man. And it sucks that that's how most of us probably go out. And uh, but again, my grandma lived like a like a motherfucking gangster for an entire existence. She did it her way. Nobody could tell her shit, uh, which I got to appreciate. And I got to think I got a little bit of that DNA in me because I'm stubborn as hell too. Uh, But it's still tough to see. Um, And it's tough to swallow because you know, like that's it. And uh, you're not going to see him again. So if you're fortunate enough, you guys, to have grandparents in your life, if you're fortunate enough to have your, both your parents around, um, you got to call them, man. You got to visit them. You have to write them letters. You have to reach out to them. You have to let them know you appreciate them. And even if you think they know that, it's nice for them to hear it. Because especially now during this season and shit of life, they are probably the most disconnected from you they've ever been. 
they're probably the loneliest they've ever been. They're probably the saddest and the most scared they've ever been, especially if they do watch the news and see things. They're probably, you know, fearful to leave the house, and they probably haven't seen you like they normally have. Like, I would only get to see them once a year. And this season of life took that away from me, which I'll probably always be a little bit pissed about. And so we sent them cards earlier. And I will say this. I would have called my grandma more. Well, my grandma is like a dude. Like, even when you'd call her, she'd talk for about five minutes and be like, all right, Jeremy, got to go. I'm like, you're, you're retired. Where do you got to go? Uh, and she would do it like my dad and I do it. And so I guess that's I guess where we get it from. But uh, they appreciate the handwritten cards and letters and notes. And I know my grandma appreciated me, you know, every time I come back uh, to Minnesota driving to go see her and stopping by because it's important, you know, these people played a part in my upbringing and they raised me. And for me to act like I'm too busy to come see them would be the worst thing in the world. And so I'm thankful even like when I first moved away in my early 20s, I wasn't an asshole and, you know, would go out drinking with my friends and not go see my grandma instead. So I guess I guess I feel like I'm a good human uh, for doing that. But it was important to me. And I think a lot of people don't do that. I even have family members who live in the same city my grandma used to live in uh, who didn't go see her every single year and sometimes we go multiple multiple years without seeing them and I know we all get busy in our lives but there's people who matter to you who I would hate to have you look back and be like wow I could have made time to see that person I could have made time to call that person text that person uh, send that person a present a gift an acknowledgement of their birthday of an anniversary or anything and you didn't because you just got so wrapped up in the shit that didn't matter and at the end of the day like your family matters like the people who raised you matter it doesn't I don't care if the relationship wasn't perfect none of them are but those things matter dude they really do especially if you have positive memories of them in your life like I do of my grandma of you know Christmas time buying me a terrible duck sweater but also giving me a hundred bucks like I'm like damn grandma's a gangster like yeah she bought me this terrible duck sweater that I'm never gonna wear but she gave me a hundred bucks thank you grandma appreciate you uh you know and they 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 took you places they did things for you they took care of you when your parents were gone at least mine did and uh you'll always remember that stuff and so I just share this basic message that we all know we should do it. And now with the world the way that it is, with us, with work and our own stuff, we get so wrapped up in our lives, we oftentimes forget to reach out to those people. And it's it's so simple to do. And I'm thankful now with technology, like my mom knows how to use Instagram, so does my dad, and like YouTube, and they can see my stuff and we can read and we can text and we can message each other. And I will say this, um... In times like this, when it's, you know, the saddest it is for families, it's an opportunity for you to become the most connected. I've probably text and talked to my dad more during this weird season of life than ever before. Uh, And especially now, you know, with him actually being there, being able to see my grandma and obviously say goodbye to her and and talk to her physically and and touch her, him and I have texted and communicated more than we probably ever have in a month's time frame. So if there's any positive that can come from stuff like this, it can be it. It can be a reminder to just really stay connected to those people who matter to you the most and really reach out to people 
And you might think they're doing great and they're doing good and they don't need your help or your feedback or to hear from you, but I promise you they do. And it's helpful. Even when my best friend just messages me, again, I it just pops in my head because they're all in Minnesota and I'm here. My best friend lives outside Minneapolis. And the other day he just texts me like some of the most like just inappropriate shit. And uh, it, it just like just like two words that would make no sense if I share it and will only offend people. And I'm like, how, how does that pop into this fucking kid's brain, right? And it's just like, and that starts this dialogue between us. And uh, it made my day better, you know, because I'm just like you. I can have a shitty day. And your parents are just like you. Your parents can have bad days. Your spouse can have bad days. Your friends and family can have bad days. People that you haven't reached out to in a long time can have rough days and they can have rough times. And you have the ability to literally change their day and it can change their life. There's times in my life, you guys, where me seeing something or reading something or hearing something pulled me out of a really deep, for lack of a better term, like depressed, shitty state. And it put me back on the right track. And it doesn't have to be this, you know, 30-minute podcast. It doesn't have to be this, you know, 10-minute motivational video. It can just be somebody sending you something funny or just checking up and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're doing okay and all this craziness. I really can't wait to see you again. Something so simplistic and basic can go so far. And I know a lot of times relationships aren't perfect with people and it might take you swallowing your pride or confronting an awkward situation or just reaching out and saying something but it can make all the difference in the world and if I'm being completely honest here if my you know Uncle Mike doesn't prompt me to call my grandma I don't know if I do Um, I like to think that I would have but I don't know man because I I'm like you guys you know I'm willing to do the tough things that are tough for me, but like also in my ecosystem, it's hard for me to do the real, real uncomfortable shit. And that was hard. And uh, without him calling me, I don't know if I call her and I really don't know if I do on that day. Cause I only had like 30 minutes for free and I left here for 10 minutes and I came back and it, I had to look like, you know, I got punched in the face or stung by 40 bees cause my eyes were so red and, and so swollen. And I was just so, it was rough dude, but uh, I'm happy I did for, for me, selfishly for closure but for her hopefully to like hey you know you know tell her I loved her one last time and for her to hear my voice and just you know bring a smile to her face in a time when she probably felt you know her most alone even though she had some kids and stuff around uh it just has to be really hard to chew on and I think if you can be that fountain for somebody not a drain be the fountain if you can be the giver not the taker people need that right now if you can be giving 51 out and only taking 49 back that's what the world needs right now and if you can be that person great and if you have to be the person who's taking then that's okay but just know you can reciprocate it when you're in a better space work in the capacity where you're at I know there was days during this you guys where it was really tough for me to get on the mic or to write things or to do videos but I would do my best to gut through it because I know in the big picture of things I have it so much better and I have the ability to put a smile on people's face. I have the ability to facilitate a healthy place for people physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And I'll do that as much as I possibly can, even when it is really tough for me and it's hard to do like it was for me a week ago. But uh, if anything else, hopefully that serves 
um, as just a reminder to you guys. So even if it's not easy, it's not convenient, it's not ideal, you do it anyway. And I know uh, it wasn't for me, but if my story can be a lesson for you guys, hopefully it is. Because I think one of the worst things you know we can do is not talk to, not message, not reach out to the people who are most important and closest to us in our lives because we think, oh, well, we'll be able to do it in a couple months when it's normal. Oh, we'll be able to do it next week or next year. And uh, I didn't get the chance, you know, to see my grandma one last time because of the, the world and the shit that we're in. But I'm very fortunate enough I was able to talk to her even though it was not in an ideal situation or setting. But I was fortunate enough to still have the chance. And I and I only had the chance by six six or seven days. And honestly, I probably even couldn't have talked to her three days ago because my old man said she went downhill pretty quick from there. So if you are listening to me right now, when you get off this podcast, stop, message your grandma, message your grandpa, send a note to your mom, your dad, brother, sister, friend, family member that you haven't talked to in a while. If you're not sure how they're doing, you know they're having a tough time, just say, hey man, I love you, I'm thinking about you. Because um, it means more than you know. And it can change the game for them, and it can also change the game for you guys. So, Again, that's just me rambling on. Uh, sharing some personal stories, probably more cathartic for me than uh, than for you guys. But hopefully, you get the takeaway, and you don't take any days for granted, and you really understand, you know, how lucky you are to have the people in your life that you have. And uh, if you know that, tell them that early and often that you love them and appreciate them because they will not be around forever. None of us will. That's what makes life so sad and tragic, but also that's what makes it so beautiful and amazing and that's why we have a sense of urgency and that's why we feel the sense of appreciation we have because we know that you know this car ride won't keep rolling forever one day it's going to stop and uh we don't know when that's going to be so i thank you guys uh i appreciate you i hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend wherever you're at and whatever you're doing if you guys have any requests for me on the podcast, shoot me a message, hit me up. I'm happy to record them. I got a bunch of Q&As I'll probably get to maybe tomorrow if I can. And then a bunch of other health stuff down the line. And then we're going to start getting some guests in here, hopefully uh, the rest of September and October as we're you know fighting through this season of life and hopefully rolling through it on the back end. So if you are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star. If you can, leave me a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, as always, I thank you guys for listening. It means the world to us. We appreciate the support, everything you do in terms of our programs and following us on YouTube and Instagram and subscribing to our newsletter. Uh, Just thank you. It means a lot. If you guys didn't listen, watch, and read, we wouldn't keep putting the stuff out. So have an amazing rest of your Saturday. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.